People, don't you know what this is? This is training camp with Colby Van Camp on Wildcat 91.9. Good evening, Manhattan, Wamigo, Junction City, and anywhere the internet has enveloped you in its cold embrace. Welcome to Training Camp with Colby Van Camp with yours truly behind the gray microphone. High atop the music department and McCain Auditorium, located on McCain Drive in the heart of the campus of Kansas State University in the core of the Little Apple, Manhattan, Kansas. It is a great day to be a Wildcat. You know, I've been saying that this entire week, and I, I, I don't know if there's ever been a truer statement that I've that I've made, that it is a great day to be a Wildcat. I mean, it's been a pretty good summer to be a Wildcat, yeah. I'll be honest, so it's fitting that you say it every day, as yeah. you should. You I, should continue it on. Yeah, you know, I, I, I feel I feel confident about the things that I say these days, uh, which is better than it has been. I don't know, <laughs> I guess. Um, I'm very excited for today's show uh, because we have the man, the myth, the legend, Dr. Frank Trace, in the studio yeah. with us, Dr. Trace, the director of bands for K-State. So I'm, I'm going to embarrass you for a second. I'm going to read a little bit of your, your biography because it's, it's an impressive one. Um, so Dr. Trace, he's a professor of music and director of bands at Kansas State. He earned his bachelor's of music education from The Ohio State University, uh, which is uh, recently trademarked, by the way. Remember, we were dunking on Ohio State. But for I this, remember, yes. for, for, for today, we won't say anything about it because Dr. Trace is uh, from The Ohio State University. Uh, his master's in music from the University of Wisconsin-Madison and his PhD from the University of of, uh, oh wait, no, the Ohio State University, my bad. Uh, he has public school teaching experience in Wisconsin and Ohio, and also served as assistant director of bands at Syracuse and the director of bands at Moorhead State University. Dr. Trace has served as an adjudicator, clinician, speaker in various schools and conferences, and has conducted all state and honor bands across the United States, as well as Canada, Singapore, South Africa, Fiji, Australia, and New Zealand. Dr. Trace, thank you for being on the show today. It is good to be here, and thanks for having me. That's uh, absolutely treat. Oh, yeah, no, it's, it, it's our treat. <laughs> what are you talking about? But thank you. Thank you for being here. Um, so first of all, how on earth did you... That, this is kind of an off-the-cuff question. I have, a, I have my sheet here, but how on earth did you get a, a, a conducting gig in Fiji? How did that come about? Yeah, I didn't we, even know about that. We took the wind ensemble there. We went on tour and did concerts and conducted there. We, went, uh, we took a tour of... Uh, uh, New Zealand, uh, Australia, and Fiji. Okay. And it's really interesting because we, we played concerts at every place. And when we left Fiji, the very, I would think it was two days later, there was a military coup that took over the country. Oh, my gosh. So I like to say <laughs> that we caused that. So. Oh, goodness. <laughs> so, hey, that's a big flex. Uh, yeah, it's, it's a big flex. K-State yeah, so. bands uh, yeah. snapping necks and cashing checks and toppling <laughs> government Regimes, yeah, entities. I was just happy it happened after we left. Oh, I know that's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. Geez, what a what a crazy time to be uh, yeah. in Fiji. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't even think stuff like that in Fiji happened. I thought it was like you know all cakewalks and beaches yeah, and that's what it bungalows, like for us, so we, massive we heads. Yeah. 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 yeah, and the giant little like rock heads. Yeah. Right? yeah, I thought it was. I thought those were the vibes. <laughs> a lot of things we don't know about a lot of places. Yeah, you write about <laughs> yeah. that. Well, so Dr. Trace, uh, I guess my opening question for you because we need to we need to first establish kind of your your background uh, from what we haven't 
read from the uh, the biography that I've pulled up. But so, have you always been a, a band guy, or did where did you start with piano? I mean, how did how did that? No, I, I always I always wanted to be a bander. I was one of those geeks in seventh grade that knew what I wanted to do. <laughs> yeah, uh, I just wanted. I I didn't want to stay in Cleveland, Ohio. I didn't want to be. Uh, you know, work at Ford Motor Company or the Chevy Stamping Plant or Mooney Iron Works or Republic Steel or places <laughs> like that's where all my brothers and sisters and families, everybody did that. And I sure. thought, you know, there's got to be more. And I, my first goal, I was, I was a drummer, you know, a rock and roll drummer <laughs> in high school. I was going to be a rock star. Nice. It didn't didn't really work out for me. But, hey, you're uh, a rock star yeah. here. Well, yeah, I, I wanted to be the other rock star. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, how, how, how extensively did you try to be a rock star? You know, I played in a lot of bands uh, in high school and in college and stuff. And, then, you know, just the more you get out there, especially when you leave your little circle of friends and you realize... There's a lot of talented people out there, and I'm not one of them. Yeah. So, yeah I, I, I always wanted to be a teacher. I thought that was my calling and thought that was pretty fun. And I looked, I looked at uh, my band director in Brooklyn High School in Cleveland. I was there, and he was having fun and doing a great job. And I asked him, I think in seventh grade, I said, hey, how do you get to be a band director? And he told me, you know, take lessons and practice. So I started doing that. And about two months later, I came back. I said, by the way, I said, do you get paid for this? <laughs> and he said, yes. And I said, I'm in. And <laughs> Not very that, much, that's but all, I, I that's do get all paid. It took. <laughs> that's all it took. So that, that's the story. And I've, I've never wanted to do anything else. Uh, there's some days I wanted to be someplace else, but we always do. But sure. I've always wanted to do this. And if I had to do it again, I'd do it again. That's awesome. Yeah. That's that's such a great story because I mean, so I never actually took any classes with you. I the the farthest extent that I got from band because I was all the choral vocal side, but the farthest extent I got from band in getting my music education degree here at K State was with Dr. Wimmer. Um, it was oh, like, he's a great guy. Yeah, with yeah, with yeah. the with the conducting uh, class that it was like. Half of the semester was band, and half of it was choral conducting. So I had Dr. Yeah. Wimmer and then Dr. Oppenheim. Well, he's a great, he's a great guy to be around. He's just talented. He's energetic. I I watch him and. I realized how much energy I used to have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I think Dr. Wimmer's a great guy. He actually uh, recommended that I, I reach out to you, so I'm, I'm glad that he had made that recommendation because, uh, I mean, I, and, and, and candidly, there's, you know, this, like, mystique behind like the, the, the band folks and you, and I'm not someone who's afraid of, like, cold calling and cold emailing people, mm-hmm. uh, but I, for a second I was like, I've never met him. Oh my gosh, dude! What do I do? And so I just kind of went for it, yeah, like I, I always do. But I, I don't understand that. I've heard that before from a number of people. And you know, when I go uh, at first, when I got here, and I I was in the presence or in the same room with Coach Snyder, that that was a mistake. I yeah. mean, I was nervous and you know planned out. If he talked to me, what would I say? You know, and <laughs> uh, and then you realize he's he's just a great guy, a great human being. So. Yeah. I'm not sure what all that's about. I, I think it's the title. I think it's the job. I think I'm 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 thrown into a lot of situations with large crowds and lots of people, and I you know I stand in front of a group of almost 400 students that are energetic and uh, crazy and playing well and loud and. It's pretty hard not to notice us. You know? Yeah, <laughs> it's really you got to try hard not to notice us. Oh, we we were listening to Big Twelve Media Days clips from Mike Gundy yesterday, <laughs> and, and Jasmine was uh, <laughs> recounting how uh, he oh. was so upset 
with the band. That was an accent. Sure, you can say over the air I, as an I'm accident. I'm telling you it was but. an accent because I, I got... I got lost in the, the the mystique of the band. Right, we're in a north end zone spread out, and it's really hard to control everything and find <laughs> out what's going on and watching. And and I was with the percussion, and I didn't really know it was a problem. I heard them yelling on the sidelines, and I didn't realize it was about us till I heard uh, some colorful language in our marching band came after that. So, uh, oh, that... and then a referee came over. Yeah, I I yeah. I remember it from when the yeah. referee. And I, w- I was scared. I thought, okay, really sorry, man. I did not do it on purpose. Yeah. It's just I, we pushed it. It's home field advantage. We, I'll tell you right now, I'm pushing it. Oh, yeah. Oh, I, you the should. The home field advantage. I want to win the ball game. And if we could be the reason that they fumble at the snap and we recover it, oh, I'm okay yes. with that. Yeah. So that's that's my job. But when he came over, I mean, he had a little. the ref had a little smirk on his face. Hey, you got to <laughs> cut the band down off sooner. I said, man, I'm really sorry. Got excited. And he goes, I know, I know. And he ran back and then. DT, I have to tell you, your 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 vibe was like, oh, you were a little bit nervous, but I tell you, I was on that side of the field where Gundy was yelling and pointing at us, and I tell you, that's the loudest I think I've ever played before I know. in my five <laughs> years. That got no. me hype. I was like, I'm going to blow my read to chunks playing, well, playing we, as loud as I can just to annoy this man a little bit further. I just want to see if his, his mullet would move. Yeah, that's what <laughs> happened. That's what I wanted. That's, that's called home field advantage. And I could not hear, only th- I couldn't even hear the band play. All I hear was cymbals. Because I'm standing right in front of drumline. That's all I hear is cymbals. Yeah. So I'm kind of trying to guess where they are in the music and trying to listen to find out where the melody is. But that's mm-hmm. all you can hear is drums. So I really didn't know. And I'm watching the clock. I'm watching the quarterback. You know, I've, I played football in high school. You know, I was a center. And I was outside linebacker. So I know about audibles and that sort of stuff. And I knew that they would they would go up to the line like they're going to snap the ball. And I keep playing just so that they create a problem. Yeah. And then they'd back off and look for the audible. <laughs> but sometimes they'd snap it, and then they snapped it a couple of times. That's where we got in trouble. Yeah, uh, and I just didn't see it, and I wasn't quick enough. And even you fell for happened. the hard count. Like I did, and, yeah. I did, I did. Yeah. So it's his fault. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, yeah. it's definitely if on Spencer so Sanders yeah, and, yeah. and yeah. Mike Gundy. You know, yeah. they're just they're they, if they they know that if they trick you out, if yeah. they can fake out the band, then they're gonna fake out the defense. Well, hey. you know, it, I was really <laughs> concerned about that, and. Um, I thought, okay, we're in trouble again. So I called some very, very important people at the university there with athletics and the football program. And before I could apologize to the the person I thought I needed to apologize to, uh, he stopped me and said, if you knew what we deal with when we go on the road with other fans especially, he goes, you keep doing this. We got your back. <laughs> hey, that's what I'm talking about. And I thought, okay. My, we're, we're all right. my yeah. personal crowning achievement at a at a football game is during COVID because my parents had season tickets. We were able to sit uh, like around the 50 yard line because it's kind of first come first serve. You just show up and sit um, during the games that you're allowed to go to based off of your season tickets. And so my brother and I went right up behind the uh, the K-State bench because we were right there on the retaining wall. And I was so upset. We were playing Texas Tech. It was the game that uh, Skylar Thompson got injured in in uh, 2020 and then they put in Will Howard and then he threw that dart to Deuce Vaughn to, to end the game in regulation uh, for like a 70-yard touchdown on a seam. It was crazy. Um, but we, I was standing there and I was so upset that I yelled so as loudly as I could and the, the Fox camera guy was right there in front of me and I said, we're the only school in the country that gets hometown at home. 
And I yelled this, and the guy turned around from the camera and said, maybe if you yell that a little bit louder, they'll hear you. Yeah. And, <laughs> and I said, I said, well, I mean, uh, <laughs> you're you're speaking to like a classically trained opera singer, so I can be louder if you would like me there to be. Go. And he's like, no, no, I'm kidding. You just I, sing it. Yeah. I, yeah, yeah, exactly. Precisely. Yeah. Um, no. So that's, okay, that was a tangent, but this is how I wanted our conversation to go because this has been great. <laughs> well, you need to know, too, that we don't have very many visiting bands coming to Manhattan. That's true. It's, just, it's yeah. getting expensive. You know, every band has to buy the opposing team tickets. It's just pricing. It's way out of line, way yeah. out of hand. So you can't do it, and I understand that. But guess who's coming next year for the first time in a long time? It's Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State. <laughs> oh, yes. And yes. they have three new band directors. Really? And they're just getting to campus, so they were told that they're coming. So. Oh, wow. So oh. They're, are they going to be in for a rude awakening? I, I mean, oh, when... they're they're good people. It's a great <laughs> band. It's going to be fun, and it just it'll be fun to go back and forth. Are you going to do? Are you going to do like a halftime? Uh... No, because it's it's too late. We just found out about this probably about a couple of days ago. Oh, really? And so you, we've already got commitments. It's homecoming, homecoming event, our halftime show. It it takes a while to develop all this. You know, we have to pay the copyright clearance on the stuff we we play. Sure, it, it, that is really getting ridiculous. Like the the ASCAP and BMI and yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, it could be three to seven thousand dollars. Oh my gosh, show, a show. No a wonder, show. no wonder you're going to be doing your your golf tournament in silent auction. Oh, yeah, I didn't even know about you, that. Just, and everybody's going through this, but it's just. So they're coming. They're going to sit in the stands and not be on the field. They know that. Are it's, they bringing the whole band or just the pet band? Like I think just a pet team. band. Okay. Yeah, Texas okay. is bringing the pet band. Um, I forget Texas and their pet band. South, I don't, I don't even want to talk about Texas. Band. Oh, they they brought their whole band a couple years ago, didn't they? In that pregame, what was it? It was either pregame or halftime, to where the entire band just kind of got off because their drum majors just didn't kind of do what uh, they were you supposed have, you have to. Have a great memory. I mean, I, I just because we talked <laughs> about that afterwards. Yeah. They were hyped when we d- when we did rehearsals before the game because we high marched. They were like, "Oh snap!" Yeah, uh, that's the only just thing I remember. I think they were cool. It was just kind of that little hiccup to where it was at least pregame or some part of halftime I don't, I don't know. to where something just went wrong when we were playing because their drum yeah. majors got off from all. You know, what I, a great memory. Thank I, you. It's impressive. <laughs> I can say that as someone who never once played a a, a marching band instrument. Uh oh, it's all good. Um, so <laughs> he's a busy man, everyone. Uh, yeah, sorry for I sure. It off. I no, it no, off. it's okay. It's okay. It's not a problem. Um, Apple, don't come after us for uh, copyright. Um, but so the I have two stories, and I'm going to tell my my better story. Uh, in a, in a second, but my first story is that I actually ran into you in 2017, and um, it was formerly called Kelly's Express. It was in Topeka because I'm from Topeka, mm-hmm. and it was right before I came to K State for my freshman year because I was a freshman in, in the fall of 17, and um, my mom actually spotted you and Dr. Wimmer filling up your car at this at this rest stop that's right next to I-70 in Wanamaker, mm-hmm. um, and she said that's that's Dr. Trace. With K-State bands. So I went over and I said, you know, I, I'm Colby and I'm coming to K-State and I've been going to K-State games since before I was born. And like, I love the band and I don't know if you, I could tell you what the band has done for me over the years and my and me as a person and as a musician. And you said, well, then you need to join the band. And I'm like, ah, if you can roll a Steinway out there, then I can <laughs> I can be a part of the band. They but come with wheels, you know. Yeah, they, they, wheels, they do come yeah, with wheels, yeah. but uh, yeah, I... Colby, you missed the vibes, you know, man. You know, I honestly did. I was I was so busy with everything else that I was doing that I don't know if I would have been able to make my choral obligations and my band obligations yeah, work if I was going to try and do both. If you wanted to do it, though, you could. I probably yeah. could have, but yeah. uh, I never 
man, I barely got through uh, like uh, clarinet tech, so I, <laughs> I I wouldn't have been any kind of I asset feel your to pain. the band. That just even yeah. sounds awful. Yeah. My yeah. goodness. Yeah. yeah, and you play a single reed instrument. What are you talking about? I'm sorry. Anything that has to do with clarinets, I see. I don't want to. I don't want to bag on any clarinet players out there, but it's gonna get ugly. Uh, <laughs> I've I've heard more bad things come out of a clarinet Clarinets, than good. Are you listening? <laughs> I'm sorry. Don't come after me, okay? I'm just saying. I'm not saying you guys specifically, but I know throughout my years, there's been more bad than spoken, good. Spoken like a true saxophonist. Wow. Absolutely, yes. Yeah. <laughs> right, yeah, everyone write that down. A true yeah. saxophonist, yes. A, a true I, saxophonist. My opinion carries weight. <laughs> and it really doesn't. I think but, there's a disadvantage coming from as a saxophonist to complain about anything. Probably, probably. <laughs> but I, but I, say, I, I will say there's more, more from clarinets that rough stuff comes yeah. out of that. Yeah. That bill. Well, I'm not, I'm not saying a thing. I'm it's. A, I mean, yeah. you got saxophonist, percussionist, and then singer. So it's we. All the three people. Parties are better than anybody. So. I, I bet Man, they are. Yeah, you're, you're right. That's that. <laughs> that sounds like a wild party. Speaking Ice cream of for everyone. Speaking of a wild party, you do not want to step away from your radio dial because we have so much more of fascinating things to talk with Dr. Trace about. You've been listening to Training Camp with Colby Van Camp on Wildcat 91.9. Wildcat 91.9 would like to thank Tanner's Bar and Grill in the Ville for its support for the next generation of K-State media stars. Tanner's Kitchen is open until 10 p.m. nightly for a full menu of Manhattan's favorites, such as the Jamaican Jerk Chicken. Most nights, Tanner is open until 2 a.m. for a late nightcap. See the full menu and specialties at tannersbarandgrill.com. For a game on Tanner's large TV screens or a bite with family and friends, discover Tanner's at tannersbarandgrill.com. Dearborn Coffee, located downtown inside the Village Geek, is open for late-night coffee drinks such as flavored lattes, espressos, and a selection of teas. Meeting friends after hours? Dearborn Coffee is open seven days a week inside downtown Manhattan's The Village Geek. For a late-night coffee jolt, visit Dearborn Coffee at 105 North 3rd Street inside The Village Geek in downtown Manhattan. Hello, this is Darren Lee Lewis, Director of Advertising Sales and Marketing for Collegian Media Group at Kansas State University and Wildcat 91.9. As nonprofit organizations, your advertising and underwriting dollars support student learning and employment opportunities to better prepare them for the world ahead. Reach the K-State community and support student media today by visiting advertising.collegianmedia.com. Once again, that's advertising.collegianmedia.com. And order online today through our new ad shop. Jimmy, stop messing with the freaking radio dial. Hey, uh, Coach, do you think that maybe we could, I don't know, turn on some music or something? What? No. When the little hand reaches the 7 and the big hand reaches the 12, then we can change the radio station. But for now, we're listening to Training Camp with Colby Van Camp on Wildcat 91.9. Now get back to the huddle. Right. As I turn up the, 
the finer intricacies, geez, the finer intricacies of Michael Jackson is what we were discussing in the uh, the break there. Uh, Dr. Trace, what is your opinion of Michael Jackson? Do you like his music? Great talent, absolutely. I, you know, I that was we were talking about that, and I said that's that's the early '80s and back in that 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 era there with. Uh, it was some great tunes. What a great talent. Yeah. How come we never played Smooth Criminal? Because I know it was in the spits. That's a good question. You know, it, game days, when we get up there, it is, uh, it's like herding cats and trying to keep a, a triple tandem semi-trailer and tractor on the road going downhill on ice. Seems, sounds simple <laughs> enough. It's just we could have made it work. Every possible angle, everybody's telling me what to do, how to do it, and so on and so forth. I'm trying to watch, you know, Mike Gundy and everybody yes. else on the football <laughs> teams, and, and then Wimmer's yelling at me, and, and it's just it's it, it's quite fascinating. So I have no answer for you because I'll pull stuff up, and all of a sudden we don't have time to do it. You all get mad at me, and then we don't mean to get mad because I remember right. we, we played right. September, or we practiced it over the summer, and we I don't think we ever got to play it during the I game. I, I was know. like, I was so excited for Earth, Wind, and Fire, but now that explanation, I understand. I never, yeah. I never held it against you, DT. It's hard because lots of times we they plan things that you know you got thirty seconds, forty five seconds, and then something happens. It's all normal, but it's just it, it seems very chaotic. You, we could plan up a storm during the game, and it's nothing ever comes close to what we wanted. So to to like mildly interrupt you guys there, which is great, but I, I no, it's okay. I I love it because Jasmine is a part of the 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 pride of Wildcat Land, right? Um, and so we we uh, have two questions. The first is coming from uh, the assistant chief operator to the station, Jacob Cummings. We're doing a little bit of a test here, but Jacob, can you hear us? Okay. Yes, I can. Can you hear me? All right. Yes, we can hear you too, it Jacob. Works. What it does work? Fantastic. We we God bless America. We're <laughs> we're experimenting with a new technology to shove uh, Jacob through our computer rather than having him call through the phone, and it works. So that's that's the the primary thing that we are trying. But Jacob, what question did you have for Doctor Trace? My question for Doctor Trace is: uh, What marching bands were you most fascinated by while growing up? You know, that's a simple, the Ohio State band. I mean, I yeah. grew up in Ohio, in Ohio. You're born in Ohio. They put a football in your crib if you're a, if you're a, if a boy, and you're going to go and play for Woody Hayes. You know, that's, <laughs> that's a name you probably don't even know, but uh, I heard of it. legendary coach. But everybody wanted to go to the Ohio State University, and I I knew that band, and I it was it's legendary, and that's all I wanted to do was to be in that band. I turned down a really almost a full ride at the uh, Baldwin Wallace Conservatory of Music. To, really? to go to Ohio State with no scholarship. I thought my dad was going to kill me. <laughs> but, you know, I'd have to live at home, have to stay in Cleveland, and, and I, I wanted to be in the Ohio State band, so I went down there. And uh, I, I think uh, the icon band for me when I was growing up, and it's still it's still a great band, is the Ohio State band. So did you were you ever, like, the drum major? Because I remember watching uh, one of the videos on YouTube about the rigorous things that the drum majors have to do to be a part, just to even, like, be on the field yeah. as a drum major. Did, had, were you a part of that? Or? Oh no, I I was uh, I played snare drum and then played toms my four years. Okay. Uh, there's auditions every year for that. There's auditions every week to stay on the field. It's uh, you know Ohio has uh, what do we have three four million people in the state of Kansas. There's that many in the Cleveland and suburban area. Then you had Cincinnati, you had Toledo, you have Akron, Canton, Columbus. I mean it's a I don't know how many millions of people in there, but there's a lot of players. Yeah, a lot of players. And so uh, the best of the best went there, and uh, that was competitive. Uh, Ohio State football was the thing that everybody in Ohio did on Saturday afternoons. That's what you watched 
on TV or listen to the radio. You know, that's that was the that was the thing to do. And you know, I saw the band, I was hooked on the band, and thought that would be a great thing. And went down there and was fortunate enough to make the band. That's awesome. So an, a second question that I got from a, a frequent collaborator, uh, <laughs> i.e. my dad, um, he uh, he comes on the show and he uh, he's a physician and he gives uh, like medical opinions uh, because this is primarily a, a sports talk show, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so he gives his medical opinions on, you know, uh, Patrick Mahomes dislocated his kneecap. Can you run us through that? And then he'll sit down and talk about that for a segment. Uh, and he was curious, uh, what is the time frame on potentially getting bagpipes added to the K-State marching band? None of us will be living that long. <laughs> <laughs> no. That's too bad. Because uh, uh, we, we have David Wood here at K-State, who's yeah. like a resident bagpipe expert. Mm-hmm. I mean, we could just shove him on the field, have yeah. him do a solo. There, Bruce Gaber used to be the double read instructor here. Professor. Really? And he played bagpipes. He was really good. And I used to laugh because by the time... You know, he'd play with municipal band, and he'd be off the sidelines and uh, off the side stage there and getting that thing warmed up and getting the bellows and all the stuff. <laughs> I don't know the technical terms, but just listening to him, it's just like I'd, he was beating a small animal to <laughs> bark or something. And yeah. It was, just, it was pretty incredible. But, yeah, sorry, sorry, Dad. It's uh, uh, it ain't going to happen. <laughs> yes. Pre-game with bagpipes, yeah. I can only yeah. imagine. Kind of like, like for graduation. I think that was the inspiration behind that. There is they a band in Ohio, a college in Ohio, a small college. I can't remember uh, what the name of the college is. It might be Worcester. But uh, they have a bagpipe ensemble. That That's awesome. That it brings the players on the field and... That's awesome. Kilts the whole bit, and it's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Um, So, Dr. Trace, you joined the K-State faculty in 1993, so congratulations to almost 30 years of being at Kansas State. Boy, it goes by fast. That's pretty awesome. Um, So what drew you to Kansas State at a time when they were just kicking off, like, the greatest turnaround in college football history? You know, I was teaching at a place called Moorhead State, Moorhead, Kentucky. Okay. And um, it was a February. I know it was it was. January, I mean, the second week of January, we just went back to school. And we had a contraband clinic, and we were just getting ready for a concert on a Friday night with 800 high school kids, and our, my wind ensemble at Moorhead State was playing. Big recruiting event. And the phone rings, and I pick it up, and it's a gentleman. His name is Dr. Dr. Gary Mortensen. And he was the chair of the committee looking for a director of bands at Kansas State. And he introduced himself, a trumpet professor, and he said, we're looking for somebody who wants to be director of bands at Kansas State that uh, we'll build a program, stay a while and help build a program. And he said, we have called numerous entities around the country and they, many of them gave us your name as you're the builder. And I laughed, I said, well, um, thanks, I'm honored, flattered. Uh, I'm not interested, I've got a good gig here, but I think uh, you probably talked to some of my enemies and they'd wanna send me to Kansas to get even with me. <laughs> but, uh, so I'd make a long story short, I went out and interviewed and thought, hey, this is a pretty good, could be a great place and a big challenge and took the job and I honestly you know it's a big eight university and, and you play the game you're trying to work your way in a position uh, to a better position each and every time and I thought that would be good on a resume it's a big eight band director sure to move maybe even back home to, to Ohio State or someplace like that and uh, it's 30 years later we're still here yeah so something happened it's, it's a great place it's uh, uh, students are wonderful the, facilities I we're getting great facilities next year it only took 30 years to get that but yeah. uh, there's there's a price to pay for everything but uh, it, it was just a wonderful thing so I I even when he called I'd first of all I never heard of Kansas State being honest with you, I didn't know there was a Kansas State <laughs> 
And I had to call my wife before the internet, before the cell phones, you know, the kind with the on the wall where you put your finger in the hole and you make sparks. Oh my goodness. <laughs> you know, I had to call her and ask her where Kansas was. <laughs> and she said, it's below Nebraska. And of course I said, where's Nebraska? <laughs> she goes, when you come home, we'll, we'll pull out a map. You had to go to the encyclopedia and pull out a map. Mm, and I'll she pointed and I said, I just got a call to go interview there. So That's awesome. Well, so my grandparents, my dad's parents were graduates of K-State in the 50s. My, uh, I think my grandmother did like uh, biochemistry and home ec or something like that. And then my grandfather uh, got his doctorate of vet medicine here at K-State. And <laughs> grandma talks about, you know, in the 50s, historically were a terrible time for K-State football. Uh, and they talk about that the attraction to K-State football games was, in fact, the band, yeah. not the not the K-State football team. And even then, the band was not very good, but it was better than the football team, so people went to listen to the band and then watch the K-State football team get destroyed by yeah. Nebraska and KU and Oklahoma and all those guys. Um, so then what, what was the state of the program when you first came in in 1993? You know, it, it's you get you get involved and you look at what you have to do and you just roll your sleeves up and you start building. And so, you know, I had blinders on and just kept going forward. So I really didn't notice much of anything. I can tell you this, that uh, the first year I was here, my family would go to football games. I had uh, two little girls at the time, four and two. And we would, my wife would take them and they'd sit on the east side and the girls would bring Barbie dolls and Barbie doll houses and cars <laughs> and Barbie doll boats, and they'd spread out over 30, 40 seats and play during a football game. There was nobody there. Yeah. And then I'd come home, and they didn't know who won or what the game was all about. <laughs> and now, obviously, that's changed because Coach Snyder and what he did there. For sure. Amazing. So it has changed quite a bit, and it's just like anything else. It was a wonderful opportunity. Um, I think Kansas State the entire university was on a trajectory that was going to take it to to pretty big times and the football team and athletics were coming around the university was coming around and the president we followed at the time wanted the band to come around yeah and so it was it was recruiting it was constant uh, traveling to schools and visiting because to be honest with you we didn't have a very good reputation out there and to go out and visit and do you know drive to western kansas the first time i went to western kansas i thought oh my god you know <laughs> there's nothing yeah, out and, here and i think western kansas has flourished since then based on the fact that uh, all the revenue that i gave them because of the highway patrol would stop me and greet me every now and then and, <laughs> yeah, pay those 247 dollars speeding tickets oh you know? no yeah, so, but i just i just went after it and and started to build and and realized that uh, this is this is rolling yeah once you hit about larned and you and you you hit those yeah. those highway patrolmen, you know that it's over. Well, the, they the, they will stop you no matter what. <laughs> there's no turn in the road. If you put your wheels in the grooves of the highway, you didn't have to hold the wheel. Yeah, it was a self-driving automobile before they were <laughs> popular. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And then and then if you weren't paying attention and you hit that the the side of the the road, you're out in the middle of a cornfield because there's there's yeah. no yeah. <laughs> there's I, no. Like I usually median. got stopped by a flashing light behind me. So. Oh, goodness, D2. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's incredible. Um, so, and, I, and I, I'm personally familiar with that because my dad's mom, uh, all of her family is from Garden City, and I've, I've, I've spent a lot of time out in Garden City over the years. So what is your, what is your personal relationship with the athletic department, Coach Snyder, and now Coach Kleiman? How does all that work? It, it, you know, it's, it's a team effort. When you talk about, you know, the band was – 
was the reason people came to games and not the team. You know, obviously we have a fantastic team. We've had a fantastic team for many, many years, and this university has, has exploded and has grown. It's a great place, great university, great place to live, great band, great football program, basketball, volleyball. You met you, it, athletics is just strong. You, know, you look at their facilities; it's world class. Yeah. Uh, you look at the coaches; they're world class. We have a great relationship with them because I think we've worked really hard in building a relationship, not just with the individuals. Because I've been here through. I can't tell you how many basketball coaches. I can <laughs> tell you maybe four football coaches. Yeah. Four presidents. I think five athletic directors. Been through a lot of different people, but there's always been this camaraderie and 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 working together that we put out put out a product that assists them in selling tickets and creating an atmosphere. Our football atmosphere right now. Is probably one of the few left in the country that really highlights the students. Yeah, you know the band, the cheerleaders, the classy cats, the football team. The students have fifty-yard line tickets. There's nobody else in the stadium that, in the country that does that. Nobody. Yeah. You have fifty-yard line tickets. You could sell those things. Those, for those premium iCat tickets. Oh my goodness. Yeah. yeah. And you know when they built those those seats for us in the corner, it took the home field advantage away. We didn't have the influence we did. Yeah. And the coaches. Coach Kleiman and and Gene Taylor asked, "Would we be interested in going back?" And I didn't hesitate. Said, "Tomorrow." Yeah, because man, we, that was we miss it. We, that it was, was fun. Those were the good old days. My parents used to have seats that were right above where the band was. Yeah, and in when they would wabash, the 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 freaking concrete would like jump. Like yeah. it was crazy. The yeah. the the like. It's not the box level, but it had like an indoor section. Then you went and sat outside. Yeah. But that it would literally bounce because the students were freaking out and the band was going wild the entire time. That was such a great atmosphere. Yeah, you know, I've, I've been in some major league stadiums with major league programs in the Big Ten and Ohio State, Michigan, and Wisconsin. I mean, just fantastic. There is something special about this. This is unique. Yeah. And it's uh, it's it goes against the grain of college football. It, it's the students are very important here. Uh, athletics treats us that way. The university treats it that way, and that's that's rare. Yeah. And I think that's probably the thing. And you know, we've all have opportunities to go someplace else, and I certainly have. And it, it it's not the same. Yeah. You know, I enjoy going to that stadium. It's just I tell people all the time, and I mean this with the most love and respect I could muster. This is just stupid college kid fun. <laughs> which is what it's supposed to be. Yeah. You know, I had two recruits in the office here with their parents about two hours ago, came in late on a Friday afternoon, and I reminded them, I said, you know, you're, you're 18 to 22, 23 years old one time. I said, you're, you're this healthy, you're this good looking, uh, things don't <laughs> hurt right now. And I said, you graduate, you turn into an adult. And I said, and you don't want to hear me talk about that. Yeah. And any adult will tell you, there's some responsibilities there. So this is your time. And when you're done, you want to look back and say, boy, I'm glad I did instead of I wish I would have. Yeah. Because we are all going to go to our grave with a long list of I wish I would have. For sure. So at this point here at Kansas State, especially with when you go to athletic events, you know, football, you walk in that stadium at game time and it's just electric. Yeah. It's just I'm 18 again. <laughs> Seriously. I'm 18 till the game's over. And then that little, the little guy pops up on my shoulder and says, you're an idiot and you're an old idiot. Because I'm telling you, it 
everything hurts. <laughs> you get oh. you get real sore by the time it's oh all my said God. and done. Oh my goodness! If it makes you feel any better, we're all very very sore at the end of games. You have as no well. idea. You don't even go there. I, I know. I know. There's right levels the to this. I know. There's we're levels have to, to this. Take this outside. Oh we, no! We know yeah. there's yeah. levels to this, but I'm yeah. telling you, there have been some of us that had to pop, you know, Tylenol like the M and M's through yeah. a whole course of a season. I go home, and in the garage, and we have a hot tub in the deck. And I worked my way to the hot tub until I could fall in. And then you're going to read about me on a Sunday. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll have a beverage there. And I usually don't finish it because it just, I'm done. But, you, you know, band director drinks beer and drowns in his own hot tub, you know. Goodness. We, we, we a, were all good, prepared for the day. What a good way. it didn't happen. What a, what what a, a great way. way to go. Yeah. <laughs> what yeah. a great yeah. way to yeah. go out for Dr. Trace. Yeah. <laughs> and the worst part about that is I built the hot tub into the deck like 25 years ago. When I could get out of it. Mm-hmm. Now it's like a little bit, I, little bit different. Nobody's around. It, it's good because if there was a video of this, this would get a million hits. Uh. <laughs> so that's why you never fulfilled your promise to having a hot tub party with First all of, the band there. It's a three seater. So we would have made it work. Everybody get, gets points. Yeah, yeah, I was saying you get like twenty <laughs> seconds of pop. A yeah, dip, rotate, a dip. rotate yeah. in. Yeah, well, yeah. I'm Pinwheel surprised it. it's going to happen. That's going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> um, so real fast before we get into our third segment. Uh, can you believe just how much the game day experience has changed since when you came? Because I mean, like you said, like your your daughters are out spreading Barbie dolls everywhere, yeah. and now it's sold out all the time. It's crazy. I mean, when Skylar Thompson came on the field during the Oklahoma oh, yeah. game, yeah, I, that is one of the loudest times I think I've ever heard yeah. that stadium explode. And I've I've been at all of those games since. 2001 I have been to essentially every one of those football games and that is crazy it is it's an atmosphere you can't believe the most surreal experience was in 98 when we beat Nebraska in the snow yeah and Willie went on top of the press box oh yeah did the KSU uh, yeah. oh it yeah it was snowing and the lights and I was there and I got goosebumps thinking talking about it now it was it was incredible yeah it was incredible. oh man my my parents were there yeah. um and they they talk about it all the time i watch the videos on youtube when i when i have a bad day and i just need to get hyped up i go watch like those kind of k state videos um because yeah. it's just wow it's unbelievable it's pretty cool well speaking of unbelievable we it time flies when you're having fun Ugh. we only have one more segment coming up with dr trace you've been listening to training camp with colby van camp on wildcat 91.9 Paying for cable these days just isn't really worth it. But how are you going to watch the Royals? Well, Tanner's Bar and Grill has got you covered. Located at 1200 Morrow in Aggieville, Tanner's 22 different screens will have the Royals no matter where you look. While you're there, you can grab a fresh Booga or maybe even one of the 16 different ice-cold beers Tanner's has on tap. Or there are over 40 different craft beers and seasonal drinks. You can also enjoy the great summer weather at the Tanner's Patio. If you can't be at the K, Tanner's is the place to be. Hello, this is former football Wildcat head coach, Bill Snyder. As a fan of K-State, like me, you're proud to be associated with hardworking young people who get the job done. Wildcat 91.9, here on campus is the award-winning, longest-running college FM radio station in the country, perhaps even the world. Wildcat 91.9 has been entertaining the Flint Hills and teaching public performance, radio, programming, news and sports journalism, play-by-play -play skills, social media, 
and now multi-platform media for more than 70 years. But due to financial setbacks at Kansas State, Wildcat 919 needs us to join the cheering section with a donation of any size. I am sharing my support for Wildcat 919 in hopes that you will too. Help secure Wildcat 919's future so that all students can enjoy this incredible resource for another seven decades. To donate, go to wildcat919.com and click on the To Donate button. The KSU Foundation will take it from there. Donating to Wildcat 919 is even faster and easier than the Wildcat formation. We should know we invented it. So, if you love local news, sports, and new music as much as I do, let's make this the greatest kickoff in Kansas State history. Go Cats and go Wildcat 919. New music now. That work? Yeah, that'll work, Coach. K-State football returns September 3rd against the University of South Dakota Coyotes on Wildcat 91.9. New music now. Offense. What the f*** was that? Oh, no, here he comes. Quick, somebody turn on training camp with Colby Van Camp on Wildcat 91.9. Welcome back. Our time is expiring, uh, <laughs> along with Dr. Trace in his hot tub. Uh, but, <laughs> but uh, geez, it's been such a such a pleasure to have you on the show, and I appreciate you taking time out of your Friday. My pleasure to come this here. Is, this is great. and do this. Um, so, I it's time for me to share with you my story, which is I I don't know if I can express to you how important this story is to me. Um, because I, I have memory of it. Uh, and then I was recounting it with my mom today because I wanted to make sure I got the details right. So I might actually just read you what she said. Well, so it's 2001 and my parents had gone and they had gone. We would tailgate. Uh, we, we, they had tickets on the west side uh, where the, the parking was uh, on the west side. And we would tailgate with my grandparents and my aunts and my uncles because we're, we're just all K-State people. Um, and I grew up... I was born in Tulsa, Oklahoma, unfortunately. I spent a year in Bowie, Maryland, uh, while my dad was doing stuff at the Washington Hospital Center in D.C. And then we came back to, to Kansas. My mom's from St. Louis. My dad's from Colby, Kansas, which is how I got my name. Um, and uh, that I, I grew up on the CD that the Pride of Wildcat Land made uh, in the in the early the late 90s, early mm-hmm. 2000s. And I, I literally use that CD until it stopped working because we would listen to it. Good, I got a new one for you. It's yeah. a better one. Okay, so, yeah. great. Well, yeah. we would listen to it yeah. all day, every day. My mom would turn on the Wabash in Bowie, Maryland while I would like dance so that then we'd listen to the K-State game on the radio. It's just the 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 band has meant so much to me personally uh, over all of the years. And um, at this game in 2001, we had just moved back. It was just after 9-11. And we were at the the stadium and you were the band. You and the band were over where uh, the baseball field is now, mm-hmm. um, and uh, uh, the, you were warming up and you were getting ready to make your procession into the stadium. And uh, 
I heard the band and I looked over and mom said, let's go over there right now. I don't know if you remember this, but she brought me over. I was probably two or three. And uh, (laughs) she said, Dr. Trace, we listen, we like worship this recording. He listens to it all the time. The first song I ever learned how to sing was the K-State fight song. And it was because of that CD. As it should be. And as it should be. And uh, you smiled and you said, of course, and you, and you had the band serenade me, just me, uh, with the, the fight song. And I sang along and waved my arms around and conducted. And that's... that's uh, you have a great memory. That's such a special story to me. I can't remember this morning. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah I, I, that's, that's super like niche. And I'm sure you've had hundreds of experiences like that over the years with uh, little Colby's all over the place. But uh, at, on a personal note, that's such a, a special story to me that I've wanted to tell you for years, and I've never had the opportunity to do that's that. That's pretty cool. So I, pretty I, cool. I wanted to share that with you. because We had just uh, as much fun doing it for you as you had. <laughs> well, it was, uh, I don't know about that, because that was one of the coolest experiences of my life. And that's, honestly, that's what got me probably kick-started into music, to be honest, because then after that, my parents gave me piano lessons. Cool. And I started singing. I actually started so with... So something good came out. I actually started with a, a drum set. They they bought me a little drum set. My go. dad would play. Yeah. I'd, I'd tinker with the drums. Then they got me piano lessons, singing, choir, and then it took off from there. And then uh, graduated in May with a double major. So that's... Uh, Excellent. Yeah, that's that's how, how it rolls, I'm, right? I'm proud to have a small part in that. Well, yeah. you, you had a larger part in it than I think you realize. Um, so I wanted to share that with you, but then I'd, I'm very curious. Oh, sorry, my... Uh, my Apple Watch has decided that it liked the things I was saying and wanted me to Google it. Um, so here's where the rubber meets the road, I think, in my questioning for you today. So college football has officially and radically changed, right? There's all this mm-hmm. conference realignment. Oklahoma and Texas have gone to the SEC. Like two weeks ago, UCLA and uh, USC decided they were going to move to the Big Ten. And there's talk of super conferences and that CBS wants to buy the rights from ESPN to do the Big 12 and all this other stuff and the tier one media packages and yada, yada, yada. What kind of impact do you foresee that having, if any, on the the role that college marching bands play during the during the games? It, that's a great question. And, you know, to tell you what, I don't worry about it. I don't think <laughs> about it much because sure. I, I keep doing what we do. Uh, if things are going to be changing, uh, athletics will get a hold of me and say, we got to talk about this, what we can do, what we can't do. You know, I, I fight for, the, uh, for the, the program. I fight for the bands, not just K-State bands, but college bands and marching bands in general. I think that's an important entity of what this is all about, not just in the football and basketball world, but in what it does for the students that are in the band. I think that's really important. It's my job. It's my job to keep that going. We're very fortunate here you know i don't worry about the big eight the big 12 the big 16 the big 18 the whatever it's going to turn out to be although because of the leadership that we have in athletics now and gene taylor specifically um uh, we're in a much better sh- position than we were the first time this thing fell apart yeah we're in the For other sure. side of the coin here and so it's and that's no accident uh, so you know my job is is to keep the students in the games and you know sometimes there's 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 some pushback and some it's all about money you got to pay the bills and i understand that it's an arms race I, you know i don't mean this in in a uh, i don't want to say in a negative tone but boy i'm i'm glad i'm near the end of the ball game than the beginning of the ball game for me sure cuz this is this is this is probably more than i can comprehend and handle 
and still do my job with all the other things I have to do to get the band together. Yeah. So the bottom line, the, the short answer is I don't worry about it because that's out of my control. What I can control is is my band and what I do. Sure. How I, how I deal with the band and how I teach the band and perform. That's all I can control. And I, we want to do that the best we possibly can. I, I think we get more people behind us that we're in a better position. Awesome. Also, DT, I know we're rounding out the end of the show, and I know this is something I just wanted to ask you. And I know you've talked about this a couple years ago, but the infamous, you know, Starship Enterprise. <laughs> yeah. I I wasn't even gonna <laughs> ask that because I wasn't even gonna hey, ask actually, that. That's but the, that's but the you, whole reason you, I actually wanted to come to Kansas oh, great. State and be you, in the marching band. You take that and run with it. But <laughs> I know you you've spoken to like, spoken to us about it a few years ago, but. For everyone in Manhattan who may not know the full story, can you please walk us through what happened throughout we, that entire day from start a, we, to finish? We did a Star Trek show, and we did the Starship Enterprise on the field, and and I'm from the Big Ten, so, you know, one week we'd uh, we'd put a Michigan flag on a tank, and and the band would would form a missile or something and or a gun and blow up the tank, you know, and the flag would go down, and the crowd would cheer. And Michigan would do the same thing to us next week, and then— We'd go get a beer together, you know. So it's it's rivalry, it's back and forth, and so we thought that uh, instead of doing the uh, the what do you call it, the Star Trek, the the Dark Star, no, or those, I don't know the Klingons. I don't know. I don't know, I don't know was, anything about. It, I don't know anything. I, I about said Star Trek. putting that on. Let's let's put our rival, you know, on the <laughs> on the field, and let's blow that up. And <laughs> we get a big cheer, and 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 it it may not have looked the way we wanted to. It was the first show. It was a very tough show, and some people interpreted it the wrong way. I looked at it for three weeks. That never crossed my mind once. Yeah. Um, and we went after it, and all hell broke loose. <laughs> now, I thought I was going to lose my job. I, I distinctly remember now, the backlash. We got some phone calls, and I got some messages that were physically threatening, serious bodily harm to me. That's crazy. Phones turned over to police, the whole bit. Um, it was a nasty four days. That's the longest I've gone without sleep from uh, that Saturday to uh, that Thursday where my wife took the phone away and said, give me the car keys, you're staying here, go to lay down. Because it, it was a battle. And it was interesting because, Art, um, like you said, that's the reason you wanted to come here? I mean, I... I our enrollment I, went through the roof the next year. I'm just it saying, I think I was the next year. <laughs> roof. We cut probably 100 kids from the band that year. Yeah, was that was massive there. amounts that wanted to be in the band. Yeah. And we had so much public support, uh, so many, so many people donated money. Those three days or so after that, uh, people would knock on the door, and I was nervous because I had threats, serious threats. Sure. Um, that you know, I would look through the peephole until I recognized who it was. They were bringing over cakes and buckets of chicken, <laughs> and they were making spaghetti dinners for me and my wife and um, and kids, and uh, it, it was it was nasty. And that was the same year we got the Sudler Trophy. Yeah. yeah. And so that night, with all the threats and everything going on, the first call I made was to the chairman of the Sudler Trophy Committee, which I am the chairman now. <laughs> uh, and I called him, and he, I said, I don't know if you know what's going on. He says, yeah, it's all over the news. I, news. He, he knew. And I said, I, I didn't screw this up. This band's still going to get this trophy. He goes, this band got the trophy for what you do yeah. and how you're doing it well. He said, we're coming to give it to you. Okay. That's great. And I told them, I said, God, I hope I'm still the director. You know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it worked out well. A lot of people came to support, and it did. It worked out really, really I, well. I, I so distinctly remember that. I also remember I was standing outside of Kermzer. I was probably a freshman or a sophomore. 
Um, <laughs> and I asked you about it, uh, and you, you were just walking by and I said, hey, Dr. Trace, um, because there, it was when the whole, like, FKU chant came up and became a thing, and you publicly came out and said something against it, which is great. Um, and I was afraid that people were going to start pulling scholarships, and I was kind of like, I can't have my scholarship pulled because some drunk kids over in the student yeah. section decided to go say whatever they want, as much as I agree with them. I, I wasn't about to go out and publicly well, get there's in that. There's no place for that there. Right. No, I, of I course. Mean, it's just Bill Snyder family state. Of course. No, sake, I, so. I agree that yeah. 100%. Um, but you you just had some incredibly entertaining words that I, I won't share over the air uh, for that. And I just, I laughed and laughed and laughed. And I think all of the choral people, they've probably graduated at this point who are with me, but we stood there and laughed for a solid 10 minutes. It was incredible. So that, that was your a, sense of humor is not lost through it all. That was an experience I'll never forget. <laughs> so, yeah. so speaking of experiences, cause we've got about uh, five minutes left. Uh, can you break down? So there's three, th- three things. The first being, what is the greatest memory that you have as the director of bands at Kansas State? And then conversely, what's the worst memory you have? And then what's the most thrilling football game you've attended while being the director of bands? You know, uh, it's cliche. It's the greatest memory is yet to come. It's coming. Okay. It's coming. Cool. I think some of the, the worst memories are probably from the Starship Enterprise episode. Sure. But also some of the greatest memories. Now, I'll never forget the ovation that the band got and I got when I got on a podium to conduct the alma mater at the next football game. Yeah. I It was deafening. Couldn't hear the band. My knees were shaking. I'm thinking, this is going to be great. I'm going to fall head first off this podium and break my neck, you know, in, in front of all these people. That was a memorable thing. I think there's some victories. One of the sweetest victories ever for me, being an Ohio State guy, was beating Michigan in the, uh, uh, the bowl game in Arizona. Okay. I mean, we beat Michigan on the field. We beat the band. We beat them. We beat them up. You know, we weren't supposed to. That was just... That was extremely satisfying. Yeah, it was. It was yeah. uh, like what yeah. 20, 2015? Yeah, you know, Jake Jake Waters, yep. Tyler Lockett. The lowest. Yeah. The lowest point was in ninety eight when we lost to Texas A and M in the Big Twelve Championship in St. Louis. Yep. We were up by seventeen or nineteen or something. And the fourth quarter, there's that fumble would have been overturned. Oh man! Went into double overtime. It was from the highest of highs to the lowest of lows in yeah. a matter of minutes. I my dad always talks about how Snyder had publicly said. Because it was up to like what USC and or UCLA and Tennessee, Tennessee, there was UCLA. Yeah, 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 it's Tennessee, UCLA, and UCLA upset Tennessee, which would have propelled K State to the to the championship game. And Snyder said, "Don't announce it during halftime," and they announced it at halftime. That was white noise; you couldn't hear a thing in there. It was just. I remember, and I and the band was going crazy, and the fans were going crazy, and I I leaned over to my drum major and cut my hands around her ear, and I said. That's gonna. This is gonna bite us. Yeah. Oh man. This is this is a mistake. Interestingly, last year I did an interview with Michael Bishop for the KU game, and he said that before that game, they had big wigs from the BCS come in and inform them. Just so you know, you have a fifty percent chance of making the BCS national championship game, even if you win tonight. Yeah. And and like this this crazy and the, all the players were like, why? Why? We have just as much a right as anybody yeah. to be at this national championship game. Yeah. And then fate strikes. Tennessee gets upset. Yeah. You know, it was what? Peyton Manning and Tennessee, they get upset by yeah. UCLA. We and were it was, in it. Yeah, it, it, was, it was K-State's game to lose, and yeah. they lost it yeah. uh, on a play that would have been overturned, had instant well, replay. It's, it's not the one play. There was a, of course, it was, like, yeah. it was like the whole collection of things, but everyone remembers the yeah. fumble. That should have never happened. That was probably the low, low, low point. Yeah. 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 Shoot, that's crazy. Um, 
<laughs> what's do you have the most thrilling game though? Like the greatest game that you've ever attended at K State? I think when we beat Oklahoma, a number of times we beat Oklahoma. Anytime we beat somebody that that's supposed to be the powerhouse that we don't have a chance and we beat them, I think that's a thrill. The 2003 game. game. I get excited over any victory. <laughs> sure. I think it's just my my happy moments is happy trails. You know? Of course. Oh, yeah, yes. and, and I always want to play that early, and Dr. Wimmer gets really nervous. <laughs> that Texas Tech game with Patrick Mahomes last year, yeah. we played it just a tad bit too early, and I think all of us were sweating yeah. because it, yeah. had, it had to take Jordan Willis <laughs> to get the game ceiling sack at the yeah. end of it, and we played happy trails probably like five minutes or at least yeah. over halfway to in the fourth quarter. Yeah. Well, we played in the third quarter at the uh, – End of the third quarter at the That's bowl game. I wanted to play it after halftime because we yeah. were up 42 to 7. Yeah. 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 Pounding thought, LSU. Yeah. Yeah. Goodness. That's yeah. great. I miss Van so much. Oh, yeah. man. Every day. What, a, what a great experience. So run us through just real fast because we got about a minute left. What's the uh, what's the, the fundraiser that you have coming up? Tomorrow's our golf tournament. It's our annual golf tournament. It's called the Marching Pride Scholarship Golf Tournament. And every junior and senior to band gets an additional $500 just for being in the band longevity we reward longevity and so that's we have 120 teams 120 players so we don't have any more room for golfers however there is an incredible silent auction going on at Colbert Hills tomorrow okay and it starts at nine o'clock you come in at nine o'clock and check out things and put bids on it and I think once the tournament's over probably around three o'clock somewhere in there two or three we'll stop everything and, and award the the highest bidder but there's some great stuff Okay. There's some absolutely great, fantastic stuff. So come on up and watch. Uh, we're going to have a, a, a tee-off at 9 o'clock, and Coach Kleiman's going to be there with some players. Willie's going to be there. we got a pep band. Uh, we're going we're gonna to do it upright and raise some money for the students. Awesome. Do it upright and raise some money for the students. If that isn't the most uh, K-State thing that I think I've ever heard, then uh, – I'd, I'd call me not a K-State fan, I guess. Go Cats, go band. <laughs> yeah, of course. EMA season is back, baby. Thank you very much, Dr. Trace, for being here. Thanks for having me. This it was, was great. It was an awesome interview. I appreciate that. Jasmine, thanks for being here as well. Anytime. If you want to tune in to Musically Inclined, my first ever show I'm going to be doing about classical music from 11 to 12 a.m. to p.m. tomorrow on Saturday. So you've been listening to Training Camp with Colby Van Camp on Wildcat 91.9 KSDB Manhattan.